我们可能永远无法解释为何有些事物会对我们有意义，或者有怎样的意义，但至少可以断定，凡是有意义的东西，必定要经过培育，必须保存起来，待到需要的时候再派上用场。音乐和文学不一定在当下带给我愉悦，却成了我放在那里的东西，可以留住并长存。这段话出自菲利普·肯尼科特的《复调：巴赫与生命之痛》，书名一语双关，讲音乐，更对人生。我是轻松调频主持人阿丽，和轻松调频一起在阅读中感受生活之美。Easy FM, we are the difference. 听。鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文，学英语。More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. 昭俊不知惠朔，惠姑不知春秋，此小年也。楚之南有名龄者，以五百岁为春，五百岁为秋；上古有大春者，以八千岁为春，八千岁为秋，此大年也。而彭祖乃今以酒特文，众人鄙之，不亦悲？庄子。The fungus plant of a morning knows not the alteration of day and night. The cicada knows not the alteration of spring and autumn. Theirs are short years, but in the south of Chu there is a Mingling tree whose spring and autumn are each of five hundred years duration. And in former days there was a large tree which had a spring and autumn each of eight thousand years. Yet Pengtu is known for reaching a great age and is still, alas, an object of envy to all. 庄子。庄子出生于约公元前三百六十九年，约公元前二百八十六年去世，名周。他是战国中期的思想家、哲学家和文学家。是道家学派的代表人物，与老子并称老庄。庄子因崇尚自由而不应楚威王之聘，仅担任过宋国地方的七元吏，史称七元奥吏。他最早提出的内圣外王的思想对儒家影响深远。庄子的文章想象丰富奇特，语言运用自如，灵活多变，能把微妙难言的哲理写得引人入胜。被称为文学的哲学，哲学的文学。其作品收录于《庄子》一书，代表作有《逍遥游》《奇物论》。
、养生竹等。我们今天读到的这句话呢，就出自庄子的《逍遥游》，这是道家经典《庄子》的首篇，在思想上和艺术上都可以作为《庄子》一书的代表。《逍遥游》一文的主题是追求一种绝对自由的人生观，作者认为，只有忘却物我的界限。达到无己、无功、无名的境界，无所依凭而由于无穷，才是真正的逍遥游。全文想象丰富，构思新颖，雄奇怪诞，汪洋恣肆，字里行间都洋溢着浪漫主义的精神。昭俊不知晦朔。惠姑不知春秋，此小年也。楚之南有名龄者，以五百岁为春，五百岁为秋；上古有大春者，以八千岁为春，八千岁为秋，此大年也。而彭祖乃今以酒特文，众人匹之，不亦悲？庄子。The fungus plant of a morning knows not the alteration of day and night. The cicada knows not the alteration of spring and autumn. Theirs are short years. But in the south of Chu, there is a Mingling tree whose spring and autumn are each of five hundred years' duration. And in former days, there was a large tree which had a spring and autumn each of eight thousand years. Yet. Peng Tzu is known for reaching a great age, and is still, alas, an object of envy to all. Zhuangzi. You are listening to Simplified Reading Chinese Reading. More to read. 下面，让我们一起走进诗歌的世界。More to read. 闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day. I may not know, but just when at that swallow's soar, your neck turned so, some veil did fall. I knew it all of yore. Has this been thus before, and shall not thus time's eddying flight, still with our lives our love restore, in deaths? Despite, and day and night yield one delight once more.
顿悟，但丁加布里埃尔罗塞蒂，我一定到过此地，何时何因，却不知详，只记得门外芳草依依，阵阵甜香，围绕岸边的闪光，海的叹息，往昔你曾属于我。只不知距今已有多久，但刚才你看飞燕穿梭，蓦地回首，沙漠落了。这一切我早就见过，莫非真有过此情此景？时间的飞旋，会不会再一次恢复我们的生活与爱情？超越了死，日日夜夜再给我们一次欢心。我们刚才听到的这首诗歌《Sudden Light》，顿悟。出自英国著名诗人但丁·加布里埃尔·罗塞蒂，英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读，中文版本由南海之声的主持人周薇为您朗诵，由飞白翻译。但丁·加布里埃尔·罗塞蒂是19世纪最有个性的英国画家兼诗人，是英国拉斐尔前派画家的重要代表。他以女性为题材，作品弥漫着忧郁而伤感的气氛。他不着力细节的描绘，但却注重表现女性的景象美。罗塞蒂笔下的女性都有修长圆韵的脖梗，使人过目不忘。罗塞蒂与同时代的其他几位画家不同，他受维多利亚风格圣人罗斯金的风格影响，是拉斐尔前派艺术向后来唯美倾向转变的领导人物，同时也是绘画史上少有的取得独特成就的画家兼诗人。他远离社会问题。不趋向写实画风，执着于象征诗意的表现手法，其深厚的文学修养、高度的诗的热情，以及近乎悲剧性的一生，赋予了作品盎然的诗情、朦胧的画意与浓浓的悲剧情绪。他的诗歌意念具体，想象精微，有显著的民谣的影响，韵律均匀平稳，有意大利诗歌的音乐节奏感和宗教色彩，诗中富有画意。许多诗都有他自绘的插图或为题画而作。我们今天读到了这首《顿悟》，依据的是一种人人都体验过的心理经验。有时在一个新的地方，会忽然感到这个地方我曾经来过；有时遇到一个新的场景，会忽然觉得这个场景我也曾经历过。若不是真实的，那么只能解释为梦中经历过了。这种心理经验很难解释。也许是由于当前遇到的场景虽然是未曾经历，但记忆中分散储存着若干与此十分相似的要素，在触景生情的一刹那间，这些记忆要素便会突然连接起来，构成一幅虚幻的图形。其实，灵感的产生不也正是如此吗？好，下面呢，就让我们再来欣赏一下这首诗歌的中英文版本。这次我们要听到的是一个不一样的中文译本，由张琪翻译。
Sudden Light by Dante Gabriel Rossetti. I have been here before, but when or how, I cannot tell. I know the grass beyond the door, the sweet, keen smell, the sighing sound, the lights around the shore. You have been mine before. How long ago I may not know, but just when at that swallow's soar, your neck turned so, some veil did fall. I knew it all of yore. Has this been thus before, and shall not thus time's eddying flight? Still, with our lives, our love restore, in death's despite, and day and night yield one delight once more. Dunwu. 但丁加布里埃尔·罗塞蒂，我曾来过这里，却说不出是何故、何时。我知道门边的小草那热烈甜蜜的香气，阳光环绕海岸，还有一声叹息。你曾经属于我，我不清楚已过了多久。可正当燕子轻飞。你微转脖颈，沙漠飘落。这往昔的一切，我还都记得。从前真有过这样的情景。是否这飞旋的时间，能够抛开死亡，修复我们的生命与爱情？昼与夜，会再一次带来欢心。You ask me in brief what satisfaction I get out of life. 聆听世界上最美的文字，就在轻松调频 Easy FM， 每个充满阳光的清晨。欢迎大家每天早晨六点半收听美文阅读，我是主持人沈听。More to read. It's a great way to make your day. More to read. 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words. 欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read， 我是沈听。下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of Words。冯骥才是中国当代著名作家、文学家、艺术家，同时也是一位民间文艺家、画家。1942年，他出生于天津，祖籍浙江宁波慈溪。早年在天津从事绘画工作，后来专职文学创作和民间文化研究。那么接下来呢，我们就一起来读一篇由冯骥才所写的文章《趣说散文》（A Humorous Analogy for Prose）， 中文版本
由轻松调频的主持人阿丽为您朗读。趣说散文，冯骥才。A humorous analogy for prose by 冯骥才。一位年轻朋友问我，何为散文？怎样区别散文与小说和诗歌？我开玩笑打比方说，一个人平平常常走在路上，就像散文。一个人忽然被推到水里，就成了小说；一个人给大地弹射到月亮里，那是诗歌。A young friend asked me what prose was and how to distinguish it from fiction or poetry. In reply, I offered him a humorous analogy. A person walks along a road as he normally does; that is like a piece of prose. A person is suddenly pushed into the water, that becomes a novel. The earth catapults him onto the moon, that is a poem. 散文就是写平常生活中那些最值得写下来的东西，不使劲，不刻意，不矫情，不营造，更无需绞尽脑汁。散文最终只是写一点感觉，一点情境，一点滋味罢了。当然，这一点往往令人深切难忘。To create prose is to write down the happenings of everyday life, most worthy of being written down. There should be no special effort making, no calculated seeking, no artful feigning, no purposeful fabricating, and absolutely no racking of the brain. The ultimate purpose of prose is to convey in writing a little feeling. A little sentimentality and a little flavor. That's all there is to it. Of course, this littleness very often engenders heartfelt and unforgettable depth. 在艺术中，深刻的都不是制造出来的。散文生发出来时，也挺特别，也不像小说和诗歌。小说是想出来的，诗歌是蹦出来的。小说是大脑紧张劳作的结果，诗歌却好似根本没用大脑。那些千古绝句，都是天外来客，不期而至的撞上心头。In art, no depth is manufactured. The initial inspiration for a piece of prose is also distinct from that of a novel or a poem. A novel is thought out. A poem. Jumps out. A novel is the result of intense mental labor. A poem, in contrast, seems to involve no brain work at all. Immortal verses are all like visitors from outer space that serendipitously descend into the hearts of poets. 那么散文呢？它好像天上的云，不知由何而来，不知何时生成。你的生活。你的心，如同澄澈的蓝天。你一仰头，哈哈，一些散文片段，仿佛片片白云，已然浮现出来了。我喜欢这样说散文，它是悟出来的。But what about prose? Prose writing is like the clouds in the sky. You don't know where they will come from and when they will appear. 
your life and your heart should be as pure as the blue sky. You raise your head. Aha! Like bits of a white cloud, some fragments of the prose will begin to emerge. This is what I like to say about prose writing. Prose is felt in your heart. A humorous analogy for prose, by Feng Jicai. A young friend asked me what prose was and how to distinguish it from fiction or poetry. In reply, I offered him a humorous analogy. A person walks along a road as he normally does. That is like a piece of prose. A person is suddenly pushed into the water. That becomes a novel. The Earth catapults him onto the Moon. That is a poem. To create prose is to write down the happenings of everyday life, most worthy of being written down. There should be no special effort making, no calculated seeking, no artful feigning, no purposeful fabricating, and absolutely no racking of the brain. The ultimate purpose of prose is to convey in writing a little feeling. A little sentimentality and a little flavor—that's all there is to it. Of course, this littleness very often engenders heartfelt and unforgettable depth. In art, no depth is manufactured. The initial inspiration for a piece of prose is also distinct from that of a novel or a poem. A novel is thought out; a poem jumps out. A novel is the result of intense mental labor. A poem, in contrast, seems to involve no brain work at all. Immortal verses are all like visitors from outer space that serendipitously descend into the hearts of poets. But what about prose? Prose writing is like the clouds in the sky. You don't know where they will come from and when they will appear. Your life and your heart should be as pure as the blue sky. You raise your head. Aha! Like bits of a white cloud, some fragments of the prose will begin to emerge. This is what I like to say about prose writing. Prose is felt in your heart.听完了冯骥才的这篇文章，最后呢，让我们再来听中国著名作家冰心所写的一篇文章，题目是《话说短文》，中文版本由张培基翻译。《话说短文》，冰心。也许是我的精气神都不足吧，不但自己写不出长的
，结果是即便的一点点的感情，也被冲洗到水分太多、淡而无味的地步。当由一个人物、一桩事迹、一幅画面而发生的真情实感向你袭来的时候，它就像一根扎到你心尖上的长针，一阵卷到你面前的怒潮，你只能用最真切、最简练的文字。才能描画出你心尖上的那一阵剧痛，和你面前的那一霎金黄。我们伟大的祖国是有写短文的文学传统的，内部包括上下数千年的古文官职，上启东周，下启明末，共选集文章两百二十篇，有几篇是长的，如杜牧的《阿房宫赋》，韩愈的《祭十二郎文》等等。哪一篇不是短而充满了真情实感？惊人的巴金的《随感录》，不也是一个实例吗？ A chat about short essays, by Bing Xing. Perhaps due to my failing energies. Not only have I refrained from writing anything long, but also in reading a magazine, for example, I usually finish its shorter pieces of writing first, be they fiction, prose, or any other forms of literature, before going on to the longer ones. I always believe that anything written with an irresistible inner urge to unbosom oneself must be full of genuine feelings. On the contrary, if one writes simply for the sake of writing, Say to humor one's editor friends, or worse still, to earn more remuneration, one will most probably make his writings unnecessarily long until they become, despite what little feeling they may contain, inflated and wishy-washy. When true emotions aroused by a person, an event, or a scene come upon you, like a pin pricking your heart, or an angry tide surging threateningly before you, all you can do is. Use the most vivid and succinct language to describe the severe pain in your heart, or the momentary feeling of panic caused by the angry tide. Our great motherland is known for its literary tradition of short essays. Do you find anything unduly long in the treasury of best ancient Chinese prose, with its 220 essays selected from a period of several thousand years in ancient China, from the Eastern Zhou Dynasty down until the end of the Ming Dynasty? Aren't the essays in it, like Du Mu's Rhapsody on Erpang Palace and Han Yu's An Elegiac Address to My Nephew Xiaolong, all short and yet full of true feelings? Isn't a collection of random thoughts by Ba Jing, our contemporary, another like example of pithy writing? Thank you for listening to today's literary program. You can also use the Yuanting app. 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。